Thursday afternoon. I am your boy, Beto Luna, with the Niners Sickness Podcast. I got my boy and my, part, my partner in crime, uh, Pete Lucas, with the Niners Fanatic Podcast. We're going to talk training camp. We're going to talk quarterbacks. And we're going to have so much fun right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to know. Are you ready for start time? Everyone, welcome back to another episode of the tag team, two of the best heavyweights of the <laughs> literally social media. <laughs> literally, um, uh, myself and my boy Pete Lucas. What's up, my brother? How you doing, sir? Hey, Beto. I'm I'm happy to be here. Happy to be happy. The training camp is here. I'm just get you know. The last day and a half, I've gotten a chance to give a big husa and just breathe. Finally. We're talking about actual football now. Uh, there is a whole bunch, really, to talk about now, like where we were just scrounging for every little fact that we could find. And uh, now it's, oh, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of good tidbits to talk about. But I'm happy to be here. Uh, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. And and I'm, I'm in the same uh, mindset that we finally have something to talk about. Training camp has begun. Uh, the pads have not come on yet that will take place on sunday mm-hmm. but we are definitely trending that way but there have been some announcements that were made yesterday uh by kyle shanahan and john lynch that we'll get into more in detail if you haven't heard already uh but i'm excited to come on this is one of my favorite shows to come on with you partner uh i think we have a lot of great chemistry together and uh enjoy sure. talking football with you man so I am fired up to talk 49er training camp that it officially started yesterday or today, actually, uh, when with training the first training on today. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about what took place yesterday and the press conference with Kyle and John. There been some new information about the quarterback situation. Go ahead and let mm-hmm. us know what that was, Pete. Well, I mean, I think we all know at this point, if you're on Twitter, if you're on uh, threads, if you're on wherever, if you're on social media, you know, Brock Purdy got cleared, got physically cleared to practice. He uh, officially has no restrictions, but the team has a plan to keep him healthy up until up until uh, it's time to play. And uh, he's basically going to be 
on a pitch count as well as he's going to rest every third day, every third practice. So, uh, but it is a entirely a great sign for him to be in training camp now, getting a chance to play and throw and build chemistry with the guys that are in the building. I know I'm excited, uh, and and honestly, it gives us an, a chance to have to to like a, to him for him to be around the other quarterbacks. And I know that a lot of people want like uh, we're counting on Trey Lance getting getting, you know, more reps and getting a chance to more to see what Trey Lance was about. But this is going to get us a chance to see really it, it really for the fans. I feel like more than anybody, it, be, it becomes a competition and we get to and we get to see what who is really running the offense the best. Exactly. Exactly, bro. And I'm man, I'm so stoked um, to talk about. The quarterback situation, you know, we, we've been talking about the quarterback all offseason. Is Brock Purdy going to be able to start week one? Is uh, Brock Purdy, when is he coming back? Is he going to come back week four? Is he going to have any type of training camp uh, underneath this belt? Or are they going to start in week one with no training camp and mm-hmm. back and forth? Nobody knew the situation. We were all speculating all offseason. Brock Purdy, his doctors, and the San Francisco 49ers front office knew where things were at. And Kyle finally said, or John Lynch said, that he's cleared. Now, they are, like Pete said, they are going to have restrictions on how they bring him back. But don't get confused. I read on Twitter, you know, if he is not, if he's cleared from all restrictions, but they put uh, restrictions on him, how is that possible? I'm like, no, no, no. His throwing motion, everything that has to do with his health, there's no restrictions. But mm-hmm. they want to bring him in at ease. They want to ease him in. Mm-hmm. Listen, um, CMC not did not practice today, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trent Williams did not practice today. Mm-hmm. Are, are they on restriction? No. They just didn't start him. So don't don't uh, put too much in uh, from uh, Brock not starting today having – I think it's smart the way they're doing it. Don't you think, Pete? For, for sure. Like, I mean, this is the thing. He's coming off of a major kind of unique injury. And I think that there's still a lot of learning to do in the football community, honestly, about this injury. They're just being cautious, yep. and uh, which I think a lot of us are kind of happy to see them being cautious because I think in the past, the 49ers have kind of been, you could have accused them of rushing people back. And like uh, I, I, for one, applaud that they're taking a cautious approach. Um and like, uh, but I'm really pleasantly surprised that he was cleared so early and that he's so far ahead of schedule because he wasn't supposed to be cleared until, I mean, right, but like a couple of weeks before the season started originally. So, but I, I want to say what's up to the, to the chat. I see everybody in here bringing their energy and tapping in, man, y'all, y'all show up every week. And I really, pr- I, I, I know a better appreciate you, but. I gotta tell you, I appreciate you. And I and I and I saw Don in the chat in my chat yesterday on my show. Melissa came through. I see all of you. Uh, I really appreciate all you guys coming through. Yeah, the, the chats are on fire. They're amazing. Uh, mm. you know, me and you, Pete, we we do what we love. We know we come on here, uh, whether it's together or individually on our channels, talking about the sport that we love, football and the team that we love, the Niners. But I agree with you. If it isn't 
if it wasn't for the people in the chat, all we would be doing is talking to each other or by <laughs> ourselves. So we just want to show great gratitude and appreciation to each and every one of you because you guys make it the reason why me and Pete do what we do is because we love talking to you in the chat. So thank you so much. Um, sure. Let's give a hand applause to those in the chat. Let's see if I have the right uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> that's for everybody in the chat look who look who stepped Appreciate in here Joe. we got my girl i see jess, jess in that just, my, just came in yeah my co-host on fridays we do a, a niners now podcast mm. on fridays at 5 p.m pacific eight o'clock eastern make sure to uh uh check her out also she has her own channel which is the east coast red and gold podcast herself maddie beck and Ty, and they have a special guest tomorrow. Make sure to tune in for tomorrow. Make sure to subscribe to their channel and hit that like. They have Jesse Sopolo as their guest uh, tomorrow. They Last week they had, they had um, Burford. Burford, Spencer Burford. So they're definitely they're on, fire. on fire. Jess is putting in the work. Show your appreciation to my girl Jess by supporting her channel. But don't follow them just because of the guest. Follow them because they bring great content, all four of them, and they bless you guys with the extra mm -hmm. guests as a treat for, for free. following them. For free, exactly. <laughs> so follow for them free. because they have great content. They have great conversations uh, over there. Uh, make sure to give them a follow. Mm -hmm. So, Pete. Uh, yes, sir. Brock Purdy is cleared. To be the, he's going to be practicing with, with the ones. This is not going to be a conversation about um, who's better, who's your start, Brock mm -hmm. Purdy or Trey Lance. It's just me and Pete, we're going to have a conversation about if you're a true Niner fan and you call yourself the faithful, you should be happy that we have four healthy quarterbacks going into this season. We have Brock Purdy that was cleared. We have Trey Lance, Sam Donald, and we have uh, Brandon Allen. Four of them that are complete health. If you're a true Niner fan, you should be elated that uh, Brock Purdy was cleared because we did not know what was going to take place with Brock. We didn't know if he was going to be able to play at all in 2023. Mm -hmm. We don't know if he was going to miss a lot of time. How much time was he going to be able to get in in training camp? And he's going to start fresh in training camp. He only missed one day, which is today. You start tomorrow throwing with the number ones. That is within itself is great news. Don't you think, Pete? Oh, I, I think it's it's great because you got to think about this. And Shani made an interesting point on his uh, interview at the press conference that, you know, last year, Brock was third string and barely got any reps in training camp. And this year, he's, I mean, for all intents and purposes, he's QB1. And the, and now he's going to get a ton more reps and get more acclimated with his receivers, get more acclimated with the with the offense and the offensive line that's that's going to be in front of him on, on week one. And all of the players and going against the first string defense, which I think is also very important. Uh, it's just 
because you're it's iron sharpens iron. And when you go up against those uh, the number one defense in the league, it's only going to make you better. No matter how, no matter if you make mistakes or not, it's it's really about getting those reps and playing against the best. So that way you can get better. And we know by just hearing Brock Purdy speak and seeing him play last year that this is a kid that is competitive. He wants he wants to be better. He's going to be a grinder. And I think he's going to work. He thought he worked hard enough to get to come back way earlier than uh, than than the schedule was. So take that as take that for what it is. And just I mean, we should all just be excited about having him and then having two or three, I guess, strong, uh, strong backups like uh, and. I don't even want to call them backups. We have th- we have four quarterbacks right now. Yeah, and, I like that. And the uh, and the re- and the reality is is with uh, with Shani's history, I, who knows how many of them are going to get to play? Yeah, <laughs> like so all four of them. Yeah, like who knows Might get to play? And so be happy that we have depth at every single position on this team, <laughs> including yes, the quarterback sir. position. So. Yeah, no, bro. Yeah, that's how I feel. It, exactly. As a Niner fan, listen, I, I have mentioned this on my show, and I'll say it again real quick. It's okay to have your favorite player. As, mm-hmm. a, as a passionate fan, we all have our favorite players. So a lot of us love Jerry Rice, uh, Steve Young, Montana, Ronnie Lott, uh, the old school guys. A lot of us love Debo or Uke or Kittle. Jess loves Kittle. And it's okay to love and follow and support individual players. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. That's part mm-hmm. of being a fan. But you have to keep things in perspective. The team should always come first. Team first, then your favorite player. If your favorite player is one of the reasons why your team is looking good and doing good, then, hey, there's more for us to be proud of, right? We can pump our chest and say, yeah, we went in because of my favorite player out there you know, for those that love CMC and you guys, that's your favorite player. If it wasn't for CMC, this team wouldn't be as good as it is. There's nothing wrong with that. You can yeah. say that, but put the team first. And I say all that to say this, whoever starts a quarterback is because they earned it. Yeah. Okay. You Nothing's given in the NFL. Nothing's given. Trey's finding that out. He is a third uh, pick overall in the first round. People traded, Nanana traded up to get him, but nothing's given. Everything's earned. Not only earned, but you have to have some luck go yeah. with you because unfortunately for Trey, he's hasn't got the opportunity to play. He got hurt when he did get his opportunity. And when Brock came in, Brock did what he any quarterback would do coming in, is you're fighting to prove to your coaches that you belong in the NFL and Brock came in and did his thing and the coaches fell in love. So is it going to be Trey? We don't know yet. Let's see what Trey has to bring to the table. I'm rooting for Trey. I want Trey to uh, do his thing. I want him to be and do very well in training camp, but you can't unseen what took place last year, uh, Pete. You cannot unseen the games that Brock Purdy won and what he was able to uh, do 
in Kyle Shanahan's offense. He was able to run the offense the way Kyle wants to be run. And Kyle can unseen that either. So people might get butthurt. Well, Kyle doesn't love Trey. Kyle doesn't care about Trey. He cares about all his quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think he, he cares, cares about, about winning first. Players. I think he cares about all of his players, period. But he wants to win. Yes. He wants to keep his job. Don't Doesn't anybody want to keep their job? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He wants to win. And how do you win? By putting the best player out there, right? Absolutely. Like, I mean, it's not – in the NFL, it stands for not for long. And it's – you're – every single time you get on that field, you are auditioning. And yes. it is – that is just the way it's – that's the way it's been historically – uh, I think in the in some of the some of the more recent years, I think there has been some some almost uh, some guys felt comfortable because of their draft status and what teams traded to get them that they that they didn't have to worry about looking behind them, looking over their shoulder. But I would say that back in the old, old days, you get you would get snatch up snatched up real quick yep. if the other quarterback was. I mean. People don't remember because, I mean, I'm old, but like back in the 80s, there was constant rumblings about different quarterbacks that were on the team. Even when Steve Young and Joe Montana were in the building, Elvis Gerback was snapping at uh, at Steve Young's heels. Uh, Steve Bono was uh, people were actually saying some people were actually saying Bono should get starts. Uh, There was. Yeah, all kinds crazy, but yeah yeah i mean but do you remember that like oh I mean, yeah it was it, just because you know montana was going through his injury issues and bono got to come in look good and then all of a sudden you get people saying oh well maybe they need to go with bono then like i mean it's just a natural it was just a natural thing it's the survival of the fittest and and now like we've kind of got into this thought process where, where hey, well they gave up this this uh, this many draft picks to go get him. They've got to start him. Well, Kyle Kyle came up through an old school family, and he's been around old school football forever. And I, I it doesn't surprise me that he is that he thinks about it the way he thinks about it. And that guys, I mean, you saw what happened with Jimmy Jimmy Ward was a fixture. Yep. Jimmy Ward was a fixture on this team. He was a leader. And but Deshaun Gibson was playing good enough to where they could not give him his job back. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show you this culture, the culture of this team. Nobody's safe. <laughs> if you if you're not playing the best, you may not you may find your spot taken right quick. So it it is what it is. It's un, really unfortunate for Trey, but it could be a really good thing for the 49ers. We don't know. Exactly. Like, but, but the uh but I'm all I trust in Kyle that he is gonna do what's best to get, like you said, to get wins. And that's the important thing to get because we're not playing for regular season wins anymore at this point with this team. We're we're trying to get to that Super Bowl and win it. Exactly. And people always say that players should not lose their job due to injury. I don't know what you're watching, but every opportunity that presents itself, you got to take advantage of it. That's just a way of life, not in football, just in football, excuse me, but in any way of life. When you're when you get an opportunity knocking at your door, you got to open up that door wide and walk right through it. Brock pretty did nothing wrong other than walk 
through an opportunity that presented mm-hmm. itself because unfortunately Jimmy G got hurt and Jimmy G was able to be there because Trey got hurt earlier in the season. But each player comes in to try to be the starter. There ain't nobody that's on the team. Even the ones that will never be a starter want to be a starter. Those fourth, uh, those fourth string uh, players, nobody jumps on a team just to be a backup. Everybody wants to start. Whether you start, that's a whole different story. But everybody wants to be part of the starting lineup. Everybody mm-hmm. wants that uh, competitiveness amongst each other. So when Brock Purdy came in, he did what he had to do. Um, he showed Kyle Shanahan, I can run your system. I can move the ball. I can make, uh, I can read the defense. I can make audibles if I have to. Um, I can extend the play with my feet. I can do things to help this team win. And the things that he did, it was um, why he's starting this year. Uh, to your point, Pete, with about Jimmy Ward. Yeah, he's the number one draft pick. But you got uh, Tashawn Gibson that came in, played so damn good that the Niners is like, we don't care where you get drafted. Draft is just how you come into the team, mm-hmm. you know, because of the potential of college, right? That You play better at college, you have a, you're a higher draft pick. Uh, but when it, once you're on the field, it's a it's a playing open playing field for everybody. Hasn't Kyle and John Lynch shown that? with uh last year to be exact over and over and over again with the running back over and over and over again yeah but specifically yeah the running backs yeah i mean jordan mason an undrafted pete an undrafted free agent beat out a third round player they okay Mm -hmm. they let go not only that but the niners let go of a guaranteed backup quarterback uh i forgot his name do you remember his name the one that was with us the wait, which which one he are we was talking a, about? He had two million dollar guaranteed. Oh, uh, Sudfeld, the quarterback. Yeah. yeah, he had a two million dollar guaranteed paid. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody said him. he wasn't going to get dropped because yeah, he because wasn't going to get money. dropped because he got paid that money guaranteed. But the Niners did not want to risk what they saw in Brock Purdy, and they dropped the guy that they just gave two million dollars off the. They have shown us over and over and over. Now, if you're not seeing it, it's because you don't want to see it. But they've been showing it that if you can produce on the field, regardless of where you were taken, you're going to be, you're going to get opportunity to play, and that's what we've seen. That's why they moved uh, Ward to uh, uh, corner uh, instead of safety position. Why? Because they were not going to move to uh, Gibson out of there because he was playing yeah. so well. And if they do that to a starter like that, but I've always heard that Pete. Yeah. Uh, starters shouldn't lose their job to injury. To injury Why not? Yeah. If if the player that comes in behind you outplays you, well, what are you going to yeah. do as an as a as a coach? Well, I've always thought that was silly. Yeah. Well, you know what? This guy, this young kid, is playing way better than you. But because of my respect for you, I'm going to put you. No. Yeah. No. What would have happened? What would have happened in New England if if they had given? Bledsoe his job back. Yeah, come on. Like, I mean, what would have happened? Do they get they were they were actually on a losing streak when Brady came in that year? People don't people forget, but yeah. I think they were like, I want to say they were like 0 and 4 
when he came in and that him coming in turned that team around and they end up winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things that can happen in football that it's not, if the game, the game is not played on paper. Like uh, you can look at your team right now. We can look at it and we, we look at a stacked roster, right? But one of those guys could go down tomorrow and one of the, one of our backups could have to go, go in and who knows if they're better. Are you going to say if they're better at that spot, are you going to say, Oh, well, the guys, the other guy's back. So, you know, he, he was good. So he should just get his job back. No, you're going to go with the guy that, that is balling out, yeah. which is what they did with Tashawn Gibson, which is what they did with, uh, which is what they're doing right, really right now with Brock Purdy. Pe- like people, the, the one, the one comparison that kind of bothered, bothers me is that people keep comparing Brock Purdy to Jimmy Garoppolo. And saying, oh, it's the same thing as Jimmy. It absolutely is not. (laughs) It absolutely is not the same thing. Because Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy won five games at the end of the season. But the the reality of the situation is Brock won more games than he did. Not only that, he won two playoff games. Yep. Jimmy didn't go to the playoffs that year. And when Jimmy did go to the playoffs, what was Jimmy's QBR? Yeah. It wasn't it's Brock. not the same thing. It's not the same thing. And and this is the thing. They win those they won those playoff games not not because of because they just ran the ball 40 times. No, Brock had a major part in both of those those playoff wins. And to the point to where people didn't know who was going to win the NFC championship when the Eagles were everybody thought the Eagles were favored, but the reality was it was it was a pretty even matchup. And with a yep. with a seventh round rookie at the quarterback position, <laughs> like so, you can't you can't you're not going to compare the two. It's completely different situations. But I get so upset when people compare the two. It's really it's really not not a, not a comparison. Brock did so much better than Jimmy did when he came. That I mean, yeah, Jimmy won games, but who? But we all know, we all know. I mean, most of us know. I'll say that. They were winning. They were winning game. He was a he was more of a game manager than Brock is running the offense. There's a difference, and uh, and that, that's that's all. I just think that uh, it's it's entirely different. But I I get your point about people just have to be cool with with winning. Yeah, winning winning is the most important thing. It's not about who you like. It's not about who you think should start. It's it's really not like you can be disappointed. You can be disappointed. We can feel like we don't have closure because we don't <laughs> with Trey. I think a lot of us were looking forward. I know I was looking forward to uh, to seeing him play coming back from injury, but I can't argue with with them not putting him back in right away because of what I saw from Brock. I can't argue with it. And and to be honest, it doesn't matter if I did because the because it's not my it's a, it's a way above my pay grade. <laughs> so, so it, it is what it is. I think people just need to like, like I like to say, give it a who breathe and just talk yourself through the fact that this could be a good thing. Just let it happen. It, it definitely, definitely is going to be a good thing, bro. You have four quarterbacks that are healthy. You have, Trey Lance just trying to show the world himself and the coaches that he's the guy 
to play, which is good. Sam Donald is trying to show that he's not the guy that people uh, reference him to, uh, the interception turnover guy. He's trying to turn his career around. So he came to the Niners. Hopefully he can do that with this roster. Grant Kyle, said he still will is. he do it? I don't know. Grant but said he least, still is. But at, least, <laughs> but at least he's trying. At least he's trying um, and he's healthy. Uh, Brandon Allen, you know what I mean? They he said he sat, was trash today. That's what I, yeah. <laughs> but again, the defense is always going to play better when the, when the, when the, it's always going to have the upside over the offense when the pads are not on. Once yeah. the pads come on, then it starts evening out. Listen, you can't put a much in practice. Okay, you can't. You can't put definitely nothing on preseason. Barry Sanders played like crap during training uh, training camp. Training camp didn't look like crap. But was he crap? Hell no. He was no. one of the best running backs ever to, to touch the ball. Players sometimes that when the lights, not everyone is like Kirk Cousins, okay? They don't shut down when the lights go on. They 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 come out when the lights go on. A lot of players play their best football when their lights go on. Practice, they practice a certain way, like, eh, then I practice. And then it comes, they go into uh, the game and they just start killing it. Mm-hmm. You can't take a lot of things out of context through practice. Practice is great to build chemistry, to be on point with your receivers if you're a quarterback, the timing, all that. But it's when you're facing life ammunition uh, on a life game, bullets are flying, that's when you showcase who you're made of. And um, I wish Trey the best. I want Trey to be the best of what he can be. But I'm wishing, I'm rooting for Brock too. I want Brock to be great. Why? Mm-hmm. Because if Brock is great, that gives us an opportunity to win our sixth Lombardi trophy. And why wouldn't you want to win that sixth Lombardi trophy? Listen, uh, Pete is a little older, so I'm pretty sure he he has experience those Super Bowls, watching them on TV live. I mm-hmm. experienced all five of them. Yeah, uh, I've been blessed to to been to each Super Bowl in person and watched them. That's great. Uh, but I've seen all five. I've been to all five parades in San Francisco. I know a lot of these young uh, fans have not seen that. So they're desperate mm-hmm. for a, a Super Bowl. And sometimes people, when they're desperate, they can get impatient. They want it now. They want it now. And I understand that getting to the NFC Championship is not enough. You want to win it all. But when people talk about getting rid of uh, Kyle Shanahan because he can't win the big one. It's, I don't know. Pete, I'm going to let you interpret that. Why do people senseless say that, bro? It's like, hasn't he shown enough that he's a good coach? Because it's recency bias. Okay. It really is. Like, uh, this is the thing. People blame Kyle for, uh, you know, they're, they expect perfection. They expect perfection. We think of of the Super Bowl as just, oh, yeah, you know, we got a good roster. We got a good roster. There's no reason why we shouldn't win the Super Bowl. Every year, there's a lot of teams. There's at least five five or six teams that think that they have a good enough roster to win the Super Bowl. There's 32 teams in the NFL. Like, so if you're you're just one of 32. And if you everybody thinks at the beginning of the season that they're going to be good enough, we've got you've got to 
like look at the situation at these indi- they you have to look at the situations individually and they're extenuating circumstances sometimes and sometimes it maybe it is Kyle's Kyle's fault but who do you have that that is going to do a better job than Kyle right now I don't see anybody on the horizon that that is out there that I would take over Kyle like I think he brings I think people overlook the culture that he's set in the building these mm-hmm. players love him to death and not that that means anything against winning but the the thing is is when is when you have a culture where guys aren't worrying about getting paid Eric Armstead came on today uh to the uh, his press conference talking about they asked him a question about Nick Bosa and was he worried about uh, about Nick getting his deal done and Eric said no why would I be re- worried like the the this team has a a really good track record of paying its guys like uh, so when the players are saying that not the coaches not the, not Lynch the when the players are saying that that they're not worried about the about this building about the front office about not getting paid about not being taken care of uh, they have a great relationship with the coaching staff they're constantly talking about the coaching staff like uh it's it you you just you have to attribute that to the it all comes from the top and it all comes from Kyle Kyle brought in Lynch don't forget that Kyle brought in Lynch so literally this whole microcosm of the front office and the the coaching staff is pretty much all Kyle. <laughs> like there was, exactly. I mean, there were some scouts and stuff that were here before him, but the but the reality is, is this is Kyle's baby, and if you lose Kyle, you lose that culture. And do you really want to lose the culture that comes that comes with him? I I've seen a lot of coaches for the 49ers over the years. And enough to know that this is a culture that can last. A culture of winning. Maybe they haven't gotten to the Super Bowl yet, but don't don't sell short because when he gets over that hump, and I do believe Kyle's gonna get over the hump, like when he gets over that hump, it could it could light a fire and we could be we could be in a good position for years to come because of the way that this whole front office and this whole team has set up, has set this up. They're not like the Rams. They didn't just go all in and spend a bunch of money on certain guys. They went in, systematically put this thing together, set themselves up, set their contracts up in certain ways to keep it going. They do a great job drafting in the later rounds and keep bringing in talent over and over and over again. Like deepest team ever. They just have to get over the hump. Last year, it was a freak accident. The year before that, we were at, what, one, two throws away? And uh, and really a dropped interception away from making the Super Bowl. Like, it's just things happen sometimes in football. And it's not always the coach. <laughs> sometimes it's just dumb luck. And uh, But I really feel like Kyle's going to get over the hump. I think that people that are selling him short right now aren't, aren't – uh, aren't looking long game. They're just looking at right now and what they want right now. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good, bro. You don't want to apologize to me when you're, uh, uh, when you're talking, bro, I, 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 I'm always intrigued to what you have to say. So yeah. 
I am, I, you know, I am listening to you as well as everybody in the chat. Uh, but yeah, bro, it's, it's, um, that's the way it is. You know, uh, people want Kyle to be fired, but they don't have nobody to replace him. Mm -hmm. Kyle came in, people forget, man. Kyle came, it's not like Harbaugh when Harbaugh came in. Harbaugh was able to take a good team and win games with that good team. He was a great manager of, of talent. Mm -hmm. I got to give Harbaugh that. Mm -hmm. Harbaugh was able to take over a team that was going anywhere with great talent and win and go to the NFC Championship and make it to a Super Bowl. But when Kyle came in, he pretty much gutted the whole team, left maybe like two players from the old regime there and brought in everybody in and started building. They hit. They made some bad choices in the draft, mm -hmm. but they made some great choices as well. And the Niners developed their players. A lot of the teams that I think PFF had the Niners had like six, six players, the most players in the 100, I think it was, or I forgot what, what list it was, but they had six compared to everyone else having five, four, and three. And all those six, minus I think minus one, are all players that were developed by San Francisco. That just shows you the culture of San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan and the chemistry between Kyle and the relationship between Shanahan and Lynch. Do they bump heads? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If you if you've been married or or been in a relationship for a long time, <laughs> you're going to bump heads. It's 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 a given. Yeah. It's a given. You're going to because you're going to come to a point where you don't think the same and you have your different opinion and you're going to bump heads. But the way you make it work, and I'm not going to be constantly married right now, but I'm just making a point. <laughs> you find a common ground to work with that both parties can come together. And I see that a lot of that with Kyle and Lynch. Mm -hmm. Do they argue? Probably. Do they disagree? Probably. But they find a common ground, and I'm always seeing them on the during the season and on the field high fiving each other. Uh, I see a lot of chemistry between them that I don't see in other teams, and I like to watch a lot of teams play. I don't. I, it's very rare that I see a uh, general manager high fiving their coach on the field, as I see Kyle and John Lynch. Mm -hmm. I don't I, see that. Have you seen that? No, Do you see it very that frequently? The vibe, the the vibe for the 49ers is I mean, it, it's crazy to me. I just think that it is so conducive to I think players want to be here. I think players are excited to play for this team. You don't hear anything bad about this organization, even when they're not going and this is when I knew that the culture was uh, and it, it continues to impress me. But uh, last year, when I heard what they said about McGlinchey and, you know, that they they told him pretty early on during the season that, hey, we're probably not going to be able to keep you. And just being. Yep. And and letting him go, uh, let it and just just being honest. Not a lot of teams are are just completely honest with their players. And I think that that is what makes this team so in this coaching staff in this front office so special is that they they're just real 
they're just real with their players. It's a fa- it it just has that family feel to it. And I know that that's kind of cliche to say, like, but I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it's cliche when it comes to this team. I think no. we see it just like you were talking about. I think we see the energy. I think think we see the fire. We see the the uh, Lynch and Adam Peters hugging players in the tunnel. Yes, like the all those things they add up. And yes, don't sir. think that other players don't see the same thing and don't hear the same things from these players. And don't take that for granted. We've had bad regimes before for this team. So when we see something like this, we should embrace it. I feel. Now, you don't have to. I it, it is it is what it is. You can fan any way that you want to. Like, but me as a fan, I embrace this. I'm embracing this culture and this and this coaching staff in this front office right now. I think that they are doing everything in their power to uh, to win ball games and to win eventually win the Super Bowl. Uh, like, uh, we may not agree with everything that they do, but they haven't really they haven't really proven us they haven't really proven us wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just. Uh, they haven't done wrong by us. I think that they put a good product out there every year. It takes luck. It takes it takes health, and it takes a lot of things to get to a Super Bowl and win it. It's not just the quarterback spot. So. Yeah. It's easy to say, I don't know what Kyle was thinking. How in the heck did he take Solomon Thomas and not get someone like Patrick <laughs> Mahomes yeah. or um, Deshaun Watson? What, what, can- pick, what pick was Patrick Mahomes? I think 10th. Okay, so nine other teams didn't pick him either. Exactly, and that's because Kansas City moved up to get him. He could have went further, but Kyle Kyle came in with a plan. See, everybody from the outside looking in always has their their point of views, what they should have, should have done. Listen, for all those that said that Kyle was stupid for taking Solomon Thomas over Patrick Mahomes, now we understand that Patrick Mahomes, who he is, and Mm -hmm. Solomon Thomas, who he is. Okay, but at the time, nobody knew either. Mm-hmm. Hindsight 2020 is always clear when it's already taking place, right? But nobody knew at that time if Mahomes was going to be the Mahomes that we know today mm-hmm. or Solomon Thomas is going to be as, as terrible. Maybe it would have, if it would have been the opposite, nobody would have been disputing that. But what they failed to see, Pete, what about the George Kittles? What about the Greenlaws? Mm-hmm. What about the Debo's? What about the Kufangas? Uh, and like, uh, yeah, all the people. They I mean, they hit on. Crazy. They they brought in and and who's taking over this culture. What about, you know, Brandon and you? Like people tell me, well, they shouldn't got rid of DeForest Buckner. If that's how you feel, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But they got a, they got a, a, a first round pick for him. And even though they took a player that had, did not work out for us in Kinlaw, I'm still not mad at that pick because we were able to trade with Tampa and get some extra picks that we were able to use later on to move up from 30th to 25 to take Brandon Ayuk. So that Brandon Ayuk comes in a package with Kinlaw. Now, Mm -hmm. Kinlaw did not work out or hasn't worked out. But if you love Brandon Ayuk and if you're a big fan of Brandon Ayuk, that wouldn't have happened without that trade of Buckner. Because mm-hmm. the Niners would have not had that high first round pick to make a trade 
with Tampa. Mm-hmm. People, you got to see everything from both sides. So, yeah. yeah, Patrick Mahomes was was not taken. Deshaun Watson wasn't taken. They were trying to pursue Cousins. He, Powell came in with a plan, but started to figure out that plan ain't working. Uh, it's not working. They moved on for DeBoer's Buckner. You know what they realized? Shit. This is not working. Kim Law's not working out. So what did they do, Pete? Remind us for those that haven't known. They went out and got Javon Hargrave. Thank and, you. And now, like, they're set up for the foreseeable future along that defense. They're about to be set up for the foreseeable future with that defensive line. Yes, sir. Uh, I think that people are are forgetting about Kalia Davis. I think people are forgetting and forgetting – not forgetting. I think that people are underestimating – the edge spot right now. I think Drake Jackson is going to show up and show out this year. I think that I, I'm still a believer in Cleveland Farrell. Yes. I think that he is going to show up and show out. And I want people to remember the name Spencer Waggy. Like uh, I know that, yes. the, that that this is not. It's he's not a uh, he's not going to be necessarily a uh, household name yet. And I he may not even make the 53 man this year. But I just want people. To to remember that name he's i think he is going to be a factor down the road at some point but my i say all that to say this team has they have always found diamonds in the rough always always found diamonds in the rough and it's just you have to trust the process they're always going to find players i mean i'm i'm confident in saying that at this point there is never going to be a draft where they don't pick more better play, uh, more decent players than they pick terrible players. That that's just hasn't been the case. They're they've been hitting on a majority of the players in their in their drafts, like especially the late picks. So, and and let's not even get started on the undrafted free agents that they've found. Like uh, it's uh, not just running backs. So, just breathe, enjoy, enjoy. Just sit back breathe enjoy the ride enjoy the ride and let's see what happens this season because i think we're at a point with this team to where we're not so much worried about the regular season it's when we get to the playoffs Mm -hmm. and let's see where this team is at during the playoffs let's see where we we're at health wise let's see especially at the quarterback position let's see where we're at health wise let's see where we where we are like from a mental standpoint um because we're all getting really excited right now. And training camp just started. Like, uh, but I mean, the season hasn't even started yet. And we're already pissed off because we didn't get the, because some people didn't get the quarterback that they wanted. Just let it play out. Just let it play out. Breathe. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, breathe. Uh, let, you know, the word faithful. We yeah. are the faithful. Everybody uses Niner faithful. We are the faithful. Well, what is that word faithful? Meaning yeah. trusting in something. Putting your whole trust in something that might not be here yet, but believing that it will take place sometime soon. And you got to trust Kyle. Now, do I agree with everything Kyle does? Absolutely not. Do I think he <laughs> he screws up on certain calls or certain? Yes. He's not perfect. He's also learning how to be that head coach and run everything. Did we free? Did, did uh, P freeze? Did I? Oh, yeah, yeah. I you're think frozen. I did. 
Yeah, yeah. I was like, you're sharing up way too long. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, I know you're attentive to what I'm saying, but I know I don't speak yeah. that good for you to be that. Look at those eyes. Without even blinking, <laughs> I'm like, dang, I feel like special, Let like I'm see. a professor. Let me see if it comes back. Nope, it's no. not going to come back. Leave it like that and then turn off your camera, turn it back on. Okay, hold on. And see if that happens. But uh, you got to trust the process. You got to trust the process. You got to trust Kyle. Uh, criticize him. I'm not saying not to criticize Kyle. I'm not even saying not to criticize John Lynch. When they make their fart brain decisions, criticize them. Call them on it. But also, in the same token, when they take you to an NFC championship game twice in a year, twice back-to-back, even though we did not get further, give them credit for that. Give them credit. We started slow two years ago, and we made it to the NFC Championship. If it wasn't for that drop from stupid Tart, we would have had our sixth Lombardi, because there's no way Cincinnati would have beat us that, that year. The following year, we made it. Back to the champion. We lost our quarterback, for God's sakes, and we were not able to make it. But you know how many teams don't ever not even sniff an NFC championship game? I think we're so spoiled. So spoiled. When it, when it comes to Super Bowls that we don't appreciate what we do get and we're so concerned about where we want to go. Listen, there are teams like Dallas Cowboys. They have not smelled Forget about the Super Bowl. They haven't smelled an NFC championship game in 29 years. 30 years. There you go. <laughs> so they have not been to an NFC championship game. You have the Jets. You have a lot of teams that have not been there. The Niners were there two years in a row. Three during the whole time of Kyle Shanahan being here and one Super Bowl appearance. Now, don't settle for that. Yeah. Want more and want a Super Bowl, but don't just dismiss it like it's nothing. It's hard mm -hmm. to get to the NFC Championship game. And we got there. We got there. Yeah. And even playing the Packers in Lambeau two years ago that we won by Hyder making that special teams play, we got there. So don't settle. Want a Super Bowl, but in the same token... Don't forget to appreciate what they've done for this organization in Europe. For them, we are relevant, right? When people talk about the Niners, what do they say? They have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Like the last like two, three, four years, they've they've said that. Do you do you hear that about the about the Browns? When you hear no. the Browns, do you, no. do you hear that about Carolina? Is, is there any word no. saying Carolina might make the Super Bowl? No. A majority of the time, I want to say that teams get. If they do get to the Super Bowl, they immediately fall out of uh, like after that. Usually, they all fall out uh, that the team goes away the next year. Like uh, so, it's or they or something happens and they just they fall out of the playoffs entirely. It, it's really weird the way that happens. Like, uh, but it's it's very hard to have sustained success, and and this team has found a way. I mean, they've been. In, three NFC championships in the last four years, and they've been to one Super Bowl. I, I'm i a full believer that they're going to get there this year. I just, 
I, 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 and honestly, I think they would have gotten there last year if it wasn't for a fluke injury. Like, uh, that's yeah. just how I feel about I'm with it. You. Like, uh, so I think Kyle is doing a phenomenal job. I be, you may not, like, uh, DeBetto said earlier, you may not agree with, uh, with everything that he does. Uh, you may expect him to be perfect. You may expect him to do things differently than what he's doing. You may expect, you may just really want what you want. Yeah. And that's, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, are you going to root for the team? That's all, that's all, uh, that's all we want to know. Are you going to root for the team in the end of the day? Like, uh, because we can say whatever we want. We can disagree. That's fine. But at the end of the day, uh, where I question is when, is when we just stop rooting for the team and like, uh, the team and right now, everything should be roses and rainbows and, and just, Nothing but smiles because training camp just started. It's a fresh lease on life. It is It is about to be – the fun times are about to begin again. We're all about to get to watch football and get to watch our team week in, week out. And, uh, and then you're going to get 20, 40 different perspectives from all the Niner uh, content creators, and you're going to enjoy all of it. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy it just like the way uh, my boy uh, Pete is enjoying being frozen again. Oh my en- god! Did enjoy it, it like that, just like that. Don't don't move. Just stay focused. This as focused wild. as he is. <laughs> Funny stuff, bro. Uh, Ty's killing me, bro. Ty's killing me in the comments. I'm reading Ty. He's <laughs> you guys are yeah. killing me, but I love it. They're like. Look how concentrated Pete is when he's talking. He's so concentrated. I just want my residuals on that Zoolander, uh, the Zoolander look. (laughs) (laughs) You could have left actually the picture of what's better than just seeing a P of yourself. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Yeah, I mean, you're not moving, but (laughs) it's better than just looking at that ugly P. Not because of your name, but just just the zero, no, uh, I wonder why that's happening all of a sudden. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, let's uh, before we get to a close, let's just want to uh, read a couple of, of comments and just talk about the comments uh, real quick. I just want to give a quick announcement that we're ending our show at seven. We do an hour every Wednesday. We come live at 6 p.m. Myself and Pete, we tag team uh, together and we talk 49er football. We will continue to do this as long as we can at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Make sure to join us. We, we roll on on both of our channels, so you can make sure to hit the subscribe and uh, like button on both of our channels uh, at the same time or one after the other uh, for us. And also at 730, uh, my boy Brandon, uh, he's uh, for uh, Forever Faithful podcast is starting back up and I'm going to be a guest on his show at 730 forever faithful podcast make sure to follow us he also put my channel on there so you can follow us on my channel at 7 30 as well make sure to support us on that at 7 30 but make sure to hit the like and subscribe to my friend mr frozen i mean pete um (laughs) channel I'm not even gonna try and fix it at this point. <laughs> no, no, we we got like five minutes, bro. Yeah, just just sit there and look cute, bro. 
Well, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Look who it is. Um, can I hit his? I can't. How do you leave it to my brother? He he said hi, but he did it in a way where I can't click on his name. Oh. Anyway, uh, if Frank, Francisco, if you're listening, what's up, bro? He's my older brother. Oh, okay. Uh, blood, blood, bro- brother. Okay. Uh, yeah, he he's, he lives about 20 minutes from me, and I haven't seen him in two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's not his choice. It's mine. Oh. I'm always so busy doing things, uh, but I love my brother, man. Uh, uh, I'm back, folks. What's up, Eric? So every every Wednesday at 6 p.m., myself and Pete Lucas come together, and we talk 49. We're going to continue to break down um, training camp. We're going to break down preseason games. We're going to break down NFL games as they occur. We're going to talk the good, the bad, and the ugly for you guys. So make sure to subscribe to both of our channels. Hit the like button uh, so that you will be notified. Or hit the a notification bell so you will be notified each and every time we go live. Um, as we come together and tag team. I love my chemistry with uh, my boy Pete. Uh, it's fun talking football. It's unscripted, and uh, we find it finally, <laughs> yeah, have fun with it. And we want to engage more with our fan base. So we're gonna do things to make things better for the channel uh, during our one hour live. Pete, and anything happening on your channel uh, that you want to promote, real quick? Uh, yeah, I mean, tomorrow I'll have another show tomorrow around. Um probably around eight at the same time, eight o'clock. And, uh, yeah, it's, I'm just going to be talking training camp. Uh, I'm, I'm just really stoked to get the season going and to start talking about, uh, there, the, these press conferences are giving some really good information. Uh, if you haven't watched, if you haven't watched or listened to, uh, to the quarterbacks thing on, on that show on Netflix, I want well, to make sure people show. watch it. Yes. I think that was an awesome I only show. watched two episodes, but that's a good show. And then the Play Callers podcast. Make sure that you – because it will give you some really good insight on Shanny and uh, his, his journey. The Play Callers. That, that's on YouTube or uh, – It's on – it's just on uh, anywhere where you get your audio podcast. It's, uh, it is, uh, it it's was by The, the Athletic. Th- the Athletic put it together. <clears throat> And it's called the Play Callers Podcast. Yeah, the Play Callers Podcast. I'm gonna look you it can up. Google it. That I you didn't know. It. it is a great podcast. It's a five. It's a five episode uh, series, like a uh, series of there uh, where they just talk about uh, the whole Shanahan kind of tree and how like uh, all of them, McVeigh, him, uh, Mike McDaniel, uh, Matt, uh, with the, the head coach for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and all of the that whole tree kind of came up, and they're, they they talk a lot about their mentality, when they, what they went through coming up in coaching, and all. It's it's a great podcast. But the only reason why I bring it up is is uh, I, I encourage everybody to to. We were talking about Shanny, and I encourage everybody to listen to it because it'll give you some insight as to his mentality and how why he thinks the way that he did. That he does. I know it gave me a lot of insight, and uh, and it made it made a lot of the moves make sense. So uh, I know he drives us crazy sometimes, but this will give you a little bit of insight into his thought process. So I encourage everybody to watch that. But yeah, I'll be doing my show tomorrow. 
I'll be talking training camp. I think we'll all be tra- talking training camp for for the foreseeable future. But I'm excited. I'm excited to just learn some more about our new players in the building. How good the how good existing players have gotten in the offseason. I'm hearing good things about Danny Gray. I'm hearing good things about uh, TDP. <laughs> I'm hearing I'm hearing good things about TDP, and yes. uh, and I'm hearing good things about a number of a number of players including Trey Lance. So like, uh, I'm just excited. Like, uh, and I want to see the growth in this team. And if they, I, I mean, how do you get much better than this defense was already? But, but yeah, I'm stoked. So. Yeah. Real quick, Jeff, I just put Pete's, uh, a YouTube, uh, link on the comments. Just click on it and go and subscribe to his channel. He was asking for your channel. So I just put it on there. Just click on it. Also wanted just to say that I, I will continue to pray uh, let's all just keep positive thoughts and prayers for Eric. Uh, he is, uh, he caught COVID oh, no. and uh, he's dealing with COVID. So please keep him in prayer and uh, show your love for him. Uh, Eric, get better soon, my friend. Um, sorry to hear that you got COVID, man. Stay uh, safe. Uh, you know, I, I'm not vaccinated. I chose not to get vaccinated. And I go out there with no mask. Uh, I, I'm just not going to let myself live in fear, but I don't deny either that it's still real and it's still out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, get soon, get better, Eric. Uh, wish you well. Everyone, uh, Daniel Barry Sports Highlights, thank you for tuning in. We are tuning out, <laughs> but I appreciate you tuning, you tuning in. Appreciate my friend. you. Appreciate the chat. You guys were yes. fucking, you guys were great today. Easy with the yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You caught it. You caught it. That's all good. I think you caught it. Yeah. But that just showed that he's passionate and excited about that statement that he made uh about uh you guys. Um he didn't call you there for it. He said that he was effing excited. Yeah. Um and make sure to follow make sure to follow my boy uh, Brandon's channel. Forever Faithful Podcast. Again, at 7.30, we will be going live. I will be a guest on his show. We will be showing it on his channel and mine. You can watch it from either channel. But if you're not subscribed to my boy Brandon's channel, please go and subscribe to his channel, Forever Faithful Podcast. And uh, Pete, it was a pleasure. It was fun um, talking with you. Can't wait for next Wednesday. Hopefully, it won't be the frozen version of you, yeah. but uh, I look forward to talking to you next Wednesday. Yeah, hopefully I'll be able to wave to the people, but appreciate you, bro. <laughs> All, right. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to tune in at 7.30 on my channel or my boy Brandon's Forever Faithful channel as we will continue to talk football. Uh, everyone, God bless. Good night. Until next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we are out of here. Peace. Peace out.